0: Welcome to another week of the Sports Block podcast. Nathan in here, alongside my good friend, co-host of this fine podcast, Travis Crins. Also, he is the co-host of the 2080 Baseball podcast, the popular baseball podcast that you can find on iTunes. Mr. Crins, how are you?
1: Deadline, and we're still here, so that's good news for everybody.
0: Very good, very good. Uh, MLB trade deadline came and went this Monday, and holy cow! Well, there are a lot of deals that went down on Sunday and Monday, particularly Monday. Uh, the the teams that are out in front, either by a half game or by you know, 15, 16 games, made moves. Uh well, we'll go through a lot of them here. Uh I have a few things that I'm are kind of grinding my gears that I think might rub people the wrong way, but that's that that's a shame. You're you're gonna have to listen to it anyway and suck it up. So maybe maybe they'll agree with me because uh it's just uh some things are a little ridiculous here now. But we'll we'll begin. Baseball trade deadline. Huge moves made on Monday. First, the New York Yankees get Sonny Gray from the Oakland A's, starting pitcher. That's huge uh, for them. Gives them an ace in their rotation. Would would we put him as the number one starter then for the Yankees?
1: Potentially. They got Luis Severino, who's been their best guy this year, and Tanaka has either been really bad or really good. So uh, at very least, he's number two.
0: Very least. Okay. Uh, and then right before the trade deadline, the Dodgers pulled the trigger on you, Darvish, now of, of the Texas Rangers, another starting pitcher. Now that we had heard that the Rangers were likely to trade Darvish and that the Dodgers were the front runners. But to come so close to the deadline as this deal was made, and for the Dodgers, who have the best record in baseball, to get. You, Darvish, especially uh, to add to a rotation that really has been very good this year, but you have know, Clayton Kershaw out four to six weeks, so durability is a factor, but they, they don't go very deep uh, in terms of the innings that their starting pitchers go. But overall, uh, the rich kind of get richer here in this situation, and what this trade does... Uh, for the Dodgers in landing you, Darvish, is uh, it sets them up if if they weren't the World Series uh, front runners already, uh, I would say definitely they are the favorites now.
1: You saw the really good teams get better, and um, there's not a whole lot of teams like on that bubble trying to get that one last piece to get over the hump. But I think we feel confident. No one, who the playoff teams are, are going to be. In, in these in these races here, Dodgers got the biggest piece. You Darvish, good for them. Uh, didn't give up a ton, but uh, he'll be there for a couple of months. They also got uh, Tony Watson, lefty reliever from Pittsburgh, and uh, Tony Cingrani, lefty reliever from Cincinnati, who I've liked for a couple of years. Was a starter. Uh, had some issues, had some injuries, and so now he's uh, in the bullpen. So hopefully, his career can be good. And, um, yeah, they got the biggest piece. That was late, late in the afternoon. And the Yankees with Sonny Gray, they gave up some folks as well. But I don't think they people think that they gave up the farm. Um, But, yeah, Yankees, apparently they're going for it. And it would be very surprising if the Dodgers did not win the World Series. Um, They've got the best. I think they've got the best combination of lineup and pitching and they just added to that with the best starter out there and two lefty relievers uh they're pretty loaded they're going to win 100 games uh it would be a massive disappointment if they did not win the whole thing
0: francisco Liriano goes from toronto to houston uh on the surface this seems like it's a a big move, but not the biggest by far on the day. But uh, adding Liriano to the rotation for Houston, what does that do for them? Oh. How does this set them up very well for October?
1: He'll go to the bullpen. So he has struggled this year. Uh, we will see how he does. Um, Houston again, they had injuries. Houston got injuries. This is uh, they're gonna not go far. It's going to be because of that. Uh, Lance McCullers was back on the DL. Uh, he was on the DL, and he came back, and uh, three, four starts were not good. So he's back on there, I think a stiff back. Uh, Dallas Keuchel didn't pitch well on his first start in a long time. So they have got injury troubles. So it's a Correa with his thumb, and George Springer just went on the DL a couple of days ago. Um, they have two months here to get healthy and get ready for the playoffs, whether they play – Kansas City or Tampa or Boston or New York whoever the hell they're going to play in the first round um, I'm concerned about Houston because uh, of the injuries and if they're, they're I would say they're better built oh, somebody said this it was you or somebody said this I'm going to Kirk said that Houston's probably better built for a 160 game season compared to a 7 game playoff
0: yeah, um, that that they're was so not deep. me, I can tell you that right now.
1: Well, that was that was shot and correct. That heard somebody say that. They're better for the long haul than they are for a short series. I guess, I don't know, somewhat similar to maybe Oakland uh, back in the day. Post, sure. uh, post Hudson, Mulder, and Zito, because if you got three guys like that, mm-hmm. uh, you're pretty set in the playoffs. But yeah. um, just cause they've got Keuchel, they've got McCullers. If those are your 1-2 and they're on and healthy... That's pretty good. They didn't get a third starter. They're still trying to do that. Um, their bullpen, they added to that. So they're a very deep team. Their offense is very good. They can win their way uh, to, to a series with their bats, as, we see in, as we've see seen in the last couple of years. Usually the team with the better pitching is going to get it done. So, um yeah. Houston didn't make a ton of moves, but uh, I mean they can they can still add a add a pitcher here in the next month. So
0: right, and I mean they have the AL West all but wrapped up at this point. Uh, they are the best. Game best in- Go ahead. And best
1: record, so it's not like yeah. um, you know. Home
0: field. Yep, they and I, I was just going to say they are currently, you know, the best team in the American League. But can the Yankees kind of rival them with the pieces that they've added? Now, what the Yankees have done this year is reminiscent of what they did in the '90s. I think I, I mentioned this to you. Was it last week? Maybe during the podcast or on, maybe on the Google Chat? Something where the Yankees appear to be doing what they did back when George Steinbrenner was running the team and had you know the the Derek Jeters and the 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 boons of the world the, the Roger Clemens like they just kept building they grabbed all of these big name guys and didn't really do anything with their farm system. Well, then, it took a few years, but they built their farm system up where it's super, I mean, it's really good, and now they're trading pieces away. So are we seeing the a, a changing of the guard here, so to speak, where the Yankees are now reverting back to what they did in the, you know, the, the 90s, in the early 2000s, or is this just kind of a flash-in-the-pan year, so to speak?
1: I think they're going to be good for a long time. Uh, Brian Cashman's done a great job yes. with this with this farm system, and despite the pieces that they've given up, they're still their farm system is still very very good. They still got guys to come up, uh, and they can you know definitely trade some more guys uh if they want this offseason or next year for uh, for pitching and whatever else that they need. And they're expected to sign one of these guys, Harper, Machado, some huge free agent here uh, after next season. So they're the best of both worlds or their major league clubs really good now. You see, it, isn't it fun to root for a team, to follow a team, to have a favorite team in which if they need something, they're going to go and get it. Right. Whether it's uh, via trade or free agency, uh, they're going to go and get, uh, get what they need. And they did that with Sonny Gary. They got Jaime Garcia, uh, who can be like their fourth or fifth starter. So they needed some depth with the starting pitching, and they got that. They got bullpen help with uh, the White Sox, David Robertson, and Tommy Canely the week before. Um, so I think the, White, the Yankees did fantastic.
0: And, then, of course, you add Todd Frazier, who you know, first at bat grounded into a sure. triple play. But, I mean, he's had some big hits uh, throughout his short time in New York. Uh, Addison Reed from the Mets goes to the Red Sox, helps shore up their bullpen, that's big for them, but the, compared to what the Yankees did, the Red Sox weren't nearly as aggressive, and they've been sliding a little bit as of late um, how concerned are we about the Red Sox and being able to finish this season out not only you know potentially winning the AL East I, I guess at this point it's likely that they're going to get a wild card, but you have the surging Kansas City Royals You know, the Tampa Bay slid back a little bit. i highly doubtful that the Twins can make a a run here now, but I I said they had to get through July and let's just get to August and September, and you never know what can happen, but it appears that they have kind of waved the white flag for this season. But, I mean, just looking at what the Red Sox have right now compared to how the Yankees are set up, where do we see the Red Sox here going forward? Because i got to say I am not nearly as hopeful or maybe hopeful is not the right word, but certain that the that the Red Sox are going to be built for a deep postseason run should they get to the postseason at all.
1: I think they'll get there. I think they're fine. Yankees went through that terrible stretch where they went ten series in a row without winning one. Yep. 08 now Boston, not great. Uh, Boston, they've now lost uh, seven of ten. They'll get back going again in Kansas City. They're the team. They've won 9 of 10. Uh, they've won like 11 of 12. They are just rolling, folks. Like, you wouldn't believe. I'm all in on Kansas City. You know how much I hate Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, I think they're making the playoffs. I think it's going to be them against uh, whoever it, whoever doesn't win Boston or New York. So I'm excited for Kansas City because they came out of goddamn nowhere uh, to do this thing. And they're playing better than anybody in the American League right now. So that's exciting for them. And they made some moves. Milwaukee uh, Cabrera. Market have Melky Cabrera. They added to their bullpen last week with San Diego. So good to see them make some moves, because I got a feeling uh, they're not going to be great after this season. See if they sign some of these free agents. But they're gonna one last time. Uh, I sure as fuck wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs, given their history. So, um, Boston, I think they'll be fine. Kansas City, uh, unbelievable uh, for them to, to do what they're doing.
0: Right, and considering that a couple years ago with the World Series run And even the year before that when they made it to the World Series and Losing in seven games to the Giants uh, I mean they're, They built it around their bullpen And now yeah, And you don't really have the bullpen That they did this year I mean what Greg Hollins in Colorado I, A couple other pieces Do they have anyone <laughs> from, their, from their strong three uh, Bullpen from two years ago
1: You got Herrera He's still there. Uh, he's their closer. bullpen, um, bullpen, uh, decent. they they've been hitting a lot of home runs here lately. That's uh, uh, you know June first. June first came around. They started killing folks. Um, Soria, former closer with the uh, with the Detroit, he's there. Um, they traded with uh, San Diego. Did a couple of guys. Brandon Mauer. Uh, Ryan Butcher, a lefty. So they have, they've, they, their bullpen They're not nearly as good as uh, what it was a couple of years ago. But uh, they've got enough guys to get it done. They added to their rotation a little bit with Trevor Cahill. Again, their rotation isn't tremendous, but you got Danny Duffy who I think is the best pitcher of the bunch. Uh, Jason Vargas, who's having the best season out of anybody there. And Ian Kennedy is doing fine. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any sense why they're any good when you look at this roster. So yeah, a bunch of guys, good. Um, Eric Hosmer sitting like forty points higher than his average for his career. You have uh, Mike Moustakas is going to hit forty home runs. His you know slugging percentage is way higher than his average. So a couple of guys here having career years.
0: You Can know, Hall a good player.
1: Yep, Kane's pretty good in center field. Meanwhile, you have Alex Gordon, who's just atrocious uh, offensively. They're just atrocious. So I don't know where, where Melky Cabrera fits. The uh, Melky Cabrera fits. I suppose in right field. Uh, they had a right fielder, Bonifacio, a rookie who was doing all right. But uh, hey, I like what Kansas City did. Um, I, I'm interested to see uh, what they can do if they if they have to play Houston in the first round.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm all. I I like Kansas City, as you know. Uh, And, I mean, Marlon's man loves Kansas City, so I'd love to see him back in Kansas City for an October baseball game. We'll see if that happens. And the Indians still have the lead in the division. But, I mean, Indians have been very underwhelming, to say the least, so far this year. Uh, With the Red Sox landing Reed, Dave Dombrowski, their uh, GM. He la- gave the label of the Golden State Warriors to the New York Yankees. This, to me, seems a little a little bit of an overstatement, a little overmuch. Uh, it sounds a little bit like sour grapes, and it sounds, quite frankly, unwarranted. So, uh... What the hell's up with Mr. Dombrowski? Why did he say? I mean, I get sort of why he said it because the Yankees are building this sort of super team. You have uh, Judge and Sanchez, and now you're adding Sonny Gray, who, by the way, still has two years left. Uh, I mean, he's not going to be a free agent this year, so that certainly helps the Yankees going forward. You have Robertson and uh, Ken. I mean, they, they're they adding all these pieces. By the way, they added uh, Jaime Garcia from the Twins. So the the the, the Jaime Garcia, Minnesota Twins era, gone, uh, here and gone before, you know, in the blink of an eye, one start, he was gone. So, I mean, all these moves that the Yankees make, I, I just don't get the Warriors label that uh, Dombrowski is throwing out there. I think it's a little much.
1: Yeah, there's much. I mean, the Yankees, they did as good as anybody they added. I mean, they needed pitchers, and they got pitchers. So that's good for their fans that um, their team and GM and their owner and all the money they can spend, they can spend it all, and I'm sure it'd be great to root for a team like that, like I said. Yeah, and, I mean, they they don't really have a weakness now. Uh, they've showed up the bullpen, and they've showed up their starting pitching. So that offense is very good. And uh Yankees, uh, could I mean, these playoffs are – are looking pretty good to me right
0: now. Yes, they are. Uh, the Cubs are coming on strong. The mm-hmm. Brewers, I don't think they'll be able to win the NL Central, which is a shame. But I, I would i would mention to Mr. Dombrowski, because maybe he has a short-term memory loss, but it seems to me that he landed uh, David Price, a pretty high-price uh, free agent at the time, and then they traded for Chris Sale from the White Sox. So, for him to go out and label the Yankees as the Warriors, I think that's. uh, I think he needs to look himself in the mirror first. I I just. I don't get it. Uh, So, I think Mr. Dombrowski needs to shut the hell up. That's.
1: that's I agree with that. Boston, they, they
0: are loaded as well. So. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like oh poor you know the, the Yankees just keep making moves and no one else has a chance. It, look at your own staff. Look at your look at all the players you got. They're like the Mookie Betts of the world and uh, it just Xander Bogarts. Yeah, the, I mean just so, so shut the hell up, Mister Dombrowski. Shut the hell up, Dave. Uh, the Washington Nationals add Brandon Kinsler, uh, closer from the Twins, in a deal that was very close to the end of the deadline as well. So that's, I mean, Kinsler was doing very well for the Twins this season, did blow a save over the weekend against the A's. But uh, what does this do for the Nationals who have really gone after bullpen help here? in uh you know, you know before the trade deadline because their bullpen was atrocious and they needed to do something and they did. Is it enough to even challenge the Dodgers in the NL?
1: Maybe I mean what a concept. What a, what a, what a concept. You need bullpen help, so what do you do? You get a bullpen guy. What 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 deals? You got do Little and Madison from Oakland and Kinsler. That should be enough. That should be good enough. Um I don't know if they can comment nobody can can't compare with the Dodgers Washington—they've got some injuries. Hopefully, they get some guys back Um, coming up. uh, Trey Turner—he'll be back at the end of the season. Uh, Jason Worth is on the DL, and Michael Taylor and some outfield guys. Uh, Strasburg's back on the DL, so uh, they got Coda Glover and Sean Kelly, two more bullpen guys. So, uh, see if they can come back here by the playoffs, two months. But I mean, their lineup is very good. It's—I mean. Houston's got. Yeah, I mean, all these lineups are just unbelievable. With Houston and the Dodgers and uh, the Yankees lineup and the Red Sox lineup. Goddamn! All these, all these lineups are pretty deep, seven, eight deep. Um, Washington, I would um, starting pitching, not a lot there. Uh, pretty top of the. I mean, you got Scherzer. You have
0: Strasburg. Uh, Stra- swear, you
1: have Strasburg. And uh, Gio Gonzalez is having a good year. Other than that, if you, eh, there's not much there. we got Tanner Roark. Um, not So not a very deep staff. I mean, Scherzer and Strasberg are as good as it gets. And again, Gio Gonzalez having a very good year. So they've got three really good starters. So the quality is there. I don't know if the depth is there. Um, they, at this point, I expect it to be Cubs-Dodgers in the championship
0: and series. And they, they've dealt with plenty of injuries, too, in, in terms of like the, their lineup, too, and the bats and everything. So hopefully the Nationals get going. I'd love to see Nationals-Dodgers uh, get the Cubs out of there. By the way, Cubs gives uh, Bartman a World Series ring. So that, that's yeah. nice. That's nice of them. Uh, Twins, as we mentioned, traded for Garcia. He, he get, had one start. He got the, the team's lone win last week. Uh, and then they trade him. You're looking at the bullpen guys that they got. Uh, it it tw- seemed like the Twins were giving us some false hope, and they were exceeding expectations for much of the season. And they've come crashing back down to earth here now in July. I I will call my sh- I called my shot here. I said July it was a pivotal month for them, and I said they have to somehow survive it, and they didn't. And you're seeing the. Uh, ramifications now or the the effects of it they that they seem to be just saying, okay doesn't look like this is going to be our year have they positioned themselves in any way, shape, or form to have success next year or, or I mean, they have to be players in free agency, you know, at the winter meetings they gotta find at least one or two starting pitchers and then help that bullpen out, I would have to imagine yes. I mean, we we got to keep the we, we're going to keep okay. the old stove burning for the twins, but uh, we're running out of firewood here.
1: Yeah, they got to do something here. this time. I mean, they really didn't do anything to help them out. I mean, they got uh, trade for Jaime Garcia was good. They gave up a 19 year old, and they got a couple guys from the Yankees who have really good stats. Who one of them I think should be up in September starting. The other one could be up in a year or two. So they've got some guys that could maybe be fourth or fifth starters or help the bullpen. So that's good. Add some depth because I don't got a goddamn thing pitching wise. Add some depth there. The Yankees trade, I think, I give them a thumbs up. I'll uh, see what these guys can do. Uh, Kinsler trade, they got another 22 year old guy in high A ball who's, might come up in, in a couple of years, twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. So just adding some guys for a couple of years from now to see if they're worth anything. Are these guys gonna be superstars? Doubtful. If they can be contributors. That's that's fine. That's good. But um, they gotta make a trade. I would I would I was fine with trading Dozier. Last off season, I'm more fine with it now, trading Dozier. Um, Dozier doesn't like what they did with, with Garcia and traded him right away. Um, I don't mean, think it matters a whole hell of a lot if he was there. I mean, yeah, they, they, they lost two or three to Oakland. You can't do that. Oakland's not great. They got slipped by the Dodgers. Uh, Should have won one of those games. Um, the last game, they lost six to five. Kinsler blew it. Twins were up in this one five to two in the seventh. If you're up by three in the seventh, you should win this game. So, by all means, I mean, they were walked off three times last week. They had ninth inning leads in three games and didn't win any of them. So, what became a one and five week, one and six stretch, uh, by all means, should have been a uh, three and three or a four and two stretch. So, Instead of being three games under, uh, they should maybe be two games over. Instead of being uh, five games out of the mix, they should maybe be three games out of the mix. So, yep. And that's what happens. Uh, but but the, and their bullpen gave it up, and their bullpen is bad. But the problem is, Kinsler gave up the lead, and Taylor Rogers gave up the lead, and those are their two best relievers. So you can say, yeah, they didn't address the bullpen, which they didn't, but their two best relievers are the ones that gave up the lead. If it was their shitty guys, uh, like it was against Oakland on Sunday, you can say, yes, it was the shitty guys that gave it up. But here it was actually the good guys. So um should have been 3-3 three and three week at worst. It was 1-5 because mm-hmm. they blew ninth inning lead. They were two outs away from winning games. Very small margin. So.
0: And that's ultimately the difference, you know, f- like you said, from them, you know, feeling good about themselves and their postseason chances, to now essentially just throwing in, you know, throwing in the towel. Uh, it it is a shame, but uh, that's what happens. Uh, overall, anything else from the trade deadline stand out to you?
1: Colorado
0: got Jonathan Lucroy from Texas. Yeah. Second uh, <laughs> has been traded at the trade deadline. He did not mix a trade this year, though, I don't believe. So that's good for him.
1: Oh, yeah. He's having an awful year, so maybe he can find something in Colorado. Colorado made some moves. They added Pat Neshek. Uh, so they added what they needed there. Um, Tampa Bay added a, a half dozen relievers. So I love what they did. Um, see if any of those guys work out. Uh, Cubs got guys from uh, Detroit Justin Wilson can be like their 8th inning guy Lefty and Alex Sevilla can help him at catcher um at White Sox I mean Cleveland didn't do much had a Joe Smith reliever from the Angels um that's about it so we have a good good trade deadline Uh, a lot happened on the last day a lot happened in the week or two prior so uh, there'll be a couple more trades here in the next couple of weeks, so we'll have to see uh, who else gets traded. It uh, was fun, fun times.
0: Why did the Orioles make a couple of trades for uh, for Hellickson and they got someone else? They they think they're still in the race. Uh, it does not look good for them at this point. Uh, what are they back? Like seven, eight and a half games back. Yeah. Did have a decent weekend in Texas, but uh, you're sitting at six and a half games back, four games under five hundred uh, as a Monday. I mean, what the hell are they thinking?
1: Very curious. Um, Alexson's a free agent. I like him. Oh, he's thirty years old. He's making seventeen million this year, so he'll be a free agent. Um, I think it was more that they need just need guy. They just need starting pitching right now, just to get through the goddamn season. Because um, they're so. I mean, they're still starting with Baldo Jimenez, who is somehow pitching well against Kansas City on a Monday night through five innings, six innings. But it, was, it was just a thing where they needed guys uh, to, to fill out the rotation because the rotation has been such garbage. Um, they only got one guy who's got an ERA under five. So Jesus Christ, where's that? So you got Kevin Gosman, Wade Miley, Chris Tillman, Jimenez, who shouldn't be in baseball, and uh, Dylan Bundy's been their best guy, and even his ERA is at four and a half. So and they just needed uh, the way I'm going to explain it is they just needed a guy uh, that was good because they're bad.
0: Yeah, they are. Adrian Beltre gets to uh, 3,000 hits, becomes the 31st player ever to get that. I believe the first from the Dominican Republic. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, I mean, I think people know Beltre more from the fact that uh, he doesn't like his hair or his head getting touched at all and freaks out on people more than just about anything else but uh, he's had stops with the Dodgers the Mariners the, with the Texas Rangers right now uh, overview of his career what, what do you think of his career it is I would think he's a Hall of Famer but uh, what are your thoughts on him
1: definitely a Hall of Famer no doubt about it for me uh, his first he started 19 so he's been playing for 20 years um up early. His first 10 years were fine. Uh, His last, since he's turned 30, his last 8 or 9 years have been great. That's what's gotten him in the Hall of Fame. A rare case where from 30, 31 years old on has been his best years, not his late 20s like he usually is. So for whatever reason, he has turned it on here in his 30s and seems like he can play for at least 2 or 3 more years at a pretty high level and he's having uh, another really good year he started the year on the DL and he's come back and he's actually had a be- he's having one of his better years that he's had in the past couple of years so he's probably playing as well as he has in two or three years and um, hey, he's 38 he is tremendous and uh, contracts he's still got one more year for 18 million so he'll be there next year and uh, no reason why he can't be there when he's 40 so he's, he's had a great second half to his career Yep. 500 home runs 500 home runs likely uh, and he's 45 away or so oh.
0: by the way uh, on Family Guy uh, they just did a Conway Twitty uh, oh my. cutaway I know you're very excited about that so
1: yeah, one of the uh, one of the greats uh, very underrated very underrated
0: anything else baseball related that you would like to discuss
1: nope a lot of trades uh, my guy of the week cause nobody's ever heard of I guess uh, Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario Ahmed Rosario Mets top prospect he's 21 uh, one of the top 5 10 prospects in baseball and uh, he will be called up uh, Tuesday to play for the Mets for the rest of the year uh, shortstop 21 years old from the Dominican uh, we'll be done with him 20 years from now with his 3,000 hits I'm sure um, good hitter for the Mets so Met fans have something to look forward to. Shortstop Ahmed Rosario.
0: Right. A name you'll never forget. Uh, oh Kyrie Irving is still a Cav. Carmelo Anthony is still a Nick. Really, that's all there is from the NBA. I'm looking forward to this uh, when the schedule comes out, just to see you know, kind of all the, the primetime games that the Timberwolves oh. are going to get. But uh, that leads me to unfortunately one of the things that is uh, drawing the ire out of uh, Nathan stack in this week and that's Lavar ball. I should not give this this low life the, the, the time of day at all but uh, you, you I know you think uh, like what he does doesn't matter and it doesn't but uh, just over the weekend, He's coaching his, uh, his son's AAU squad, LaMelo Ball. He's 15 years old. And at this Adidas event. And he gets teed up by a female ref. I believe this was on Friday. And he lost his cool. And I believe threatened to take the team off the, off the court. And the female referee was replaced midway through the game. Adidas said they, they did it. Um, elite court I believe was or was it elite court that uh, I have
1: no I paid no attention to this because he's a jackass so.
0: yeah, he is he is, he is all the ultimate jackass court club elite who has the officials, said that they are severing their ties with the Adidas um Uprising summer championships here. Adidas came out today and said what happened was wrong, but basically, Lavar Ball called this ref, uh, she was out of line, she's out of shape. uh, I mean, just and then he goes on ESPN LA 710 Monday morning and spouts off all this other garbage about, uh, of course, I'm being unfairly targeted, but it's okay, why wouldn't I be? Uh, They say a big mouth, but. They say we bad as heck. Of course they want to try and quiet me up. Yada, yada, yada. I, I, I mean, he brings this all upon himself. There was an article on ESPN.com about LaMelo Ball already being the most hated or like one of the most hated athletes, and he's just a high schooler. But, I mean, at, at some point... I know LeVar Ball is doing this in part for show, but I think there is something seriously me- wrong with him because he doesn't think that what he's doing is wrong. He's a, he's an asshole. I wish nothing but ill will against you know him. I don't want anything to happen to his boys or you know to his wife. But I this guy, I just can't stand him. And I know I shouldn't be talking about him because this is what he wants. He just wants his name keep, you know, to keep getting brought up and everything. But, but honestly, I'm only bringing it up because other people seem to be making such a big deal about it. You know, there, there's all these articles and everything, and then you have people asking him to come on the radio show. And I know it, it's great for ratings, I guess, but I'm so sick of the guy, and I think just about everyone else is. Uh, he's the most hated man in sports for me right now, maybe it may be in uh, in the in the United States. So I, I'm just astounded that people continue to give him the platform to preach his hate and just his idiocracy, his dumbfoundedness. I'm dumbfounded by it.
1: There's no reason. I mean, he he knows exactly what he's doing. All this stuff is getting attention. Time and time again, he pulls his team off the court. That's going to get headlines, and that's what he wants, and that's what people are giving him. So uh, in this – he's winning this battle of whatever the hell you want to call it because people are talking about him because there's no – I mean, he's the lowest common denominator. Yes. Uh, He doesn't matter. I mean, he doesn't matter. There's no reason to talk about him. He – there's – I mean, he is – he is not – there's nothing to – I mean, he is not – Worthy of discussion because he is irrelevant in anything regarding anything. So,
0: yeah, Uh, it's interesting that Adidas, after getting so much backlash over the weekend, and initially I think they had said, Oh, you know, everything's good, you know, we're fine with it. Then they came out and said, What happened with the female ref is uh, inexcusable, we don't like that. But of course, this happens after the fact. Like, why are you letting someone like LeVar Ball dictate? You know, oh, I'm gonna pull my team off. pull them off. Who the hell cares? People are coming to see you, but I mean act act like an adult and not a 10 year old who has to have a temper tantrum after not getting you know something to go his way. I mean to hell with him, just just let him go. So Adidas deserves all the backlash that they are getting for this. I don't know what this is going to do in, in terms of hurting their bottom line. It probably won't affect them at all. But the fact of the matter is that you have this sort of stigma that now you're you're kind of associated with Lavar Ball, even though you're you know you're not in a you're not in talks with him about you know a shoe deal for his sons and everything. But you're still associated with him. I can't think that's very good for Adidas.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be associated with him. I wouldn't want him or his team in my tournaments. I would blackball him from anything associated with basketball. There
0: you go. Very good, very good segue to the next thing. That's grinding my gears. Oh. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is still unsigned. You might recall he is the he used to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. He, he yes. He, Didn't stand for the national anthem last year. People had an uproar about it. He kneeled the rest of the year. Nonviolent protest. There were several other players, including multiple Seattle Seahawks, who don't get even mentioned at all in the discussion regarding Colin Kaepernick. I guarantee, I think it was like Cam Chancellor, maybe Bobby Wagner. Uh, I. I'd have to look back just to see what Seahawks. But if they ever approach the free agent market, I guarantee you they wouldn't be blackballed like Colin Kaepernick is. I mean, this his face is being put on a poster for this. Well, I mean, Joe Flacco gets injured last week. He's going to miss some time a week, maybe maybe three or four weeks. And Colin Kaepernick's name gets discussed. And it, there's every, rightfully so, Because he, I mean, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens, his brother Jim coached Kaepernick when Jim was the head coach of the 49ers. So he knows him well. Jim has vouched for Colin Kaepernick many a time. And so the Ravens are looking into him. They did sign some Arena Football League quarterback last week, though, instead of Kaepernick. Ravens owner Steve Bashotti did say that they have reached out to fans and sponsors, and they've heard from fans that they don't want him. Keep in mind, Kaepernick's jersey was the 17th most popular jersey last year it was bought. So uh, I don't know if these are all just Ravens fans or what the hell's going on. But he did say that 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 plays a role in this. That plays a factor. Uh. So, at the end of the day, you have an owner essentially saying, and I saw the Mike Florio with Pro Football Talk had a very excellent column, which I tweeted out about this situation, and like this is an owner essentially saying that we are making a stance on Colin Kaepernick based not on what he can do on the field, but by... We, we fear that there's going to be a backlash to the quote-unquote brand, the Ravens brand, and that's what people are uh, afraid of. This, to me, is, and Roger Goodell continues to say that, oh no, teams are making football decisions, that they are basing not signing Kaepernick on on his playing ability, on his football ability. Well, when you sign some no-name scrub from a uh, you know, former Arena Football League squad, instead of Colin Kaepernick, a guy who just led the 49ers to the Super Bowl here what, three, four years ago? I mean, granted, it, the, the Ravens did beat them, but still, I'm, I'm dumbfounded and flabbergasted by this, and the, the amount of hatred towards Kaepernick is, is staggering to me, I, I don't get it. I think people need to look themselves in the mirror and say, why do we really hate him? We've brought this up several times on the show, that people call Kaepernick a thug. And then when you press him for something, they don't have a good reason. Oh, is it just because he didn't stand for the national anthem? Well, let me tell you this. Why don't you go cheer for your guys who are convicted of drunk driving, the DUIs? How about the domestic violence incidents and everything? We'll get to a team here uh, momentarily that's got some of those issues. I mean, just, I, I don't get it. People's logic on this is absolutely asinine, and I know everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But in this situation, they're wrong. He did nothing wrong. Except try and bring a situation to light, and he did it in a very non-violent way, a very, I would say, respectful way, all things considered. I mean, yes, you would like to stand for the National Anthem, but he didn't. But it's not like he was trying to, uh, you know draw attention to himself necessarily. This was only pointed out after the, the 49ers third preseason game last year. So, I, I just don't get it. I'm off my soapbox for now. I'll let you respond, but I I, I I just don't get it. I don't get it at all.
1: I get it. It's racism. That's what it is. Well, yeah. Pretty I, simple there. And it's, it's a money decision. If they can make money with him, um, teams would sign him but um, they don't think that they can so they're, they're not signing him um, yeah, people I mean you know, people don't usually don't know much about anything when it comes to everything uh, why was he kneeling uh, look at the reasons why and I would be in support of him and those reasons why And they just see a guy that kneels during the anthem who's black and has wild hair and says, oh, well, that guy sure as hell don't look like me, so uh, he's not American. Um, It's just people that are ignorant and don't know what is going on. And they're not, they don't care enough to educate themselves and they don't know enough about the subjects.
0: He's, um, he's already said too that he's going to be standing for the national anthem this year. That he got his point across last year. And as I mentioned, he had the 17th highest rate, like highest bought jersey last year. I mean, can't could the team look at that and say, hey, if we sign him, regardless of the the time that he's going to be on the team, people are still going to buy his jersey. I mean, and I I have to think that all the people that. Bashadi and the and the Ravens we're hearing from, they aren't just Ravens fans. They are anti-Kaepernick fans.
1: Like there was that poll that came up that said there were some people that didn't watch last year because of the protests, which I just thought were... That's insanity. I guarantee I know who they voted for in the election. Oh, yeah. If that's the case. Um, or who they support. Like, I, I can't imagine. I watch, I don't watch the NFL... Because of the concussion stuff, uh, because of, of Goodell and the lies that he's got about as uh, much credibility to me as Trump does. Uh, so I don't, for the for the lies he's told, yep. and you just mentioned a couple of them right here, uh, that's why I don't watch the NFL, because of bullshit like that. And for the uh, unguaranteed contracts, yep. and tons of different reasons why. Those are my reasons why. Player safety money. Uh... These people reasons because some guy kneels during a song that was written 250 years ago. So, um, yeah, I don't really care much for, you know, national anthem and all that stuff to begin with. But uh, that's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to protest something or be against something, have some actual goddamn concrete reasons why. Except, well, this guy kneels during the song. i just stupid.
0: It is, it is, and he's well within his right. I mean, this is, I mean, I, again, you would like someone perhaps to stand for the national anthem, but it is his right. This is a free country, and I, and for those that will come back and say, well, it's our right to, to protest against him sure. and, and say, yeah, sure, that's fine, but have a concrete reason for why, if you're going to do that, then be consistent across the field. Or across the line with with guys who uh, beat their children, like a la Adrian Peterson, uh, and I, I def- and I defended Adrian Peterson before too. But even I said, you know, I, I don't think I would do that here. I mean, I I've tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't really warrant it. Uh, other guys like a Greg Hardy with the domestic violence stuff. He got a second chance. I mean. It's not like Kaepernick's skill set, and we'll get to the Cowboys here in a moment because of the situation last week with Lucky Whitehead. But it's not like Colin Kaepernick isn't a skilled football player. Look what he did. I mean, yes, his, his stats were 16 touchdowns, four interceptions last year. It, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on a on an NFL squad right now. Starter aside, sure. If you, if you don't want him to be a starter, that's totally fine. But I mean, yeah, it it just. I don't get it. And Goodell, just to add to another, you know, another reason of his lying, he says that the that the Jets aren't tanking this year. He was at Jets practice on Monday and said that no, the the New York Jets aren't tanking. They're just going about restructuring their franchise in a different way. To, to which to me is is absolutely laughable. Look at what the Jets are doing. No one can tell you with a straight face. That the Jets aren't tanking this year, they are totally tanking because they get they're getting rid of guys like, uh, like David Harris or Devin Harris, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall. Everybody. I mean, it, uh, Eric Decker. They're getting rid of everyone. So they because they want a good draft pick to draft one of these three awesome quarterbacks that are coming out next year: Sam Darnold, uh, um, uh, McSorley, or Nate Al. Uh, 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 Allen out of uh, out of Wyoming. So don't tell me that you aren't tanking, uh, because you are. And so for Goodell to say, oh, they, they aren't tanking, he doesn't like that word, then what the hell is it, Goodell? So th- there's another lie too, but I guess to go back to the Kaepernick situation here, uh, I, again, I, I just, I don't get it. And until someone gives me a concrete reason as to why? Oh, and I, the Goodell thing, by the way, is uh, different. Teams have a, a way of transitioning. They, they they have different ways to go through transition. So that's his that's his way to walk around a uh, tanking. But back to to Kaepernick here. I, until someone could give me a concrete reason as to why he shouldn't be in the league, I, I'm going to continue to say that those who are against Kaepernick are like you said that there is some tone of racism to it they i from everyone that i've sp- spoken to who's disagreed with it they do appear to be republican on this so they're very conservative in this approach oh. uh you know and, and not saying that's bad or anything but it i'm I'll just saying bad. i'm seeing if you if you're looking for some for a commonality, that's what it appears to be. Is that the people who don't like Kaepernick are the same people who are very conservative and everything? And oh, it's about country first and blah blah blah. You know what? You're, you're in the land of the free and the home of the brave. You're free to do whatever the hell you want. Someone, someone, sign Kaepernick. End this atrocity and insanity.
1: The thing about it is, I I, I thought. Um I don't know, Ravens may sign him. Yeah. Like if they don't, I'll, if they don't, I don't know. If I, I've been of the opinion he will, I think he's done. I don't think he'll get signed. Um, and I'll say with that, I don't, I think he'll get, just like Chris Flewie, He he's on football for a reason, not because he's not a good punter, but because he's got political views that are not uh, welcomed, so... Yeah, I mean, just, just on, on, on the political point, I, I can't come up with one thing that Republicans like that I also like or think is a good idea. Not a single goddamn thing.
0: I mean... Like,
1: well, I, like, I, mean I can't. If you can come up with one good, I can't think of a single thing that they tried to pass or push through uh, or anything that I support. So, yep, I think that's a good idea. I would I would agree with that. It's just not a single thing that's
0: amazing. Yeah. And this is another reason you alluded to, you know, the, the player safety and Goodell lying and everything like that is reasons why some of us are starting to not watch the NFL nearly as often or at all anymore. It's still very popular. The ratings were bad last year, but they might go up. You know, the NFL's hoping at least they'll go up this year. Uh, I, I just don't get it. I mean, look at a team like Jacksonville. Blake Bortles throws five interceptions last, uh, you know, over the weekend in a training camp practice. Do, do you think they could use Colin Kaepernick? I sure think they could. The Jets could. I mean, better? The uh, I mean, hell, the, the, the Houston Texans could. Let Kaepernick run this show until Deshaun Watson's ready, and then he can take over. I mean, hell, oh, look at even going back to where Kaepernick was originally from, San Francisco, they're going with Brian Frickin Hoyer. I just, what? My mind's going to explode over I mean, this.
1: For Kaepernick to be good, you like a much better Tebow. You have a good running game. If you have a good defense, which is what he had in San Francisco, good enough. They got to the Super Bowl, and almost won the goddamn thing. Um, a team that's got a pretty good defense is Minnesota. Um, Sam Bradford is good enough to be there um, is Kaepernick better than him I don't know probably not they're about the same as far as like what they're going to give you but that's like the Vikings I think would be a, would be a pretty neat fit um, but you have that to have a really good defense because uh, Kaepernick is probably going to be pretty conservative not going to throw many interceptions not going to throw much at all and it gives you a little bit running the ball. So, yeah. I don't see any team giving him a chance. If it's not Baltimore, I just don't think he'll ever play again, let alone find with the team. And it's funny how different teams and people prioritize this as the worst thing of all time. And then all the other things, the, the DUIs, the drunk driving, the drugs, and all that violence.
0: That's okay. Yeah, and as of the recording of this, Baltimore has not officially shut the door on Kaepernick, but um, they're, they're still talking about it. Michael, well, well, they, well, they've, they've got games in what? Two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. The Hall of Fame games oh, this week. The Hall of Fame this week. Oh, my God. Who do you got? Arizona oh, I or know. Dallas? I
1: got a nap,
0: I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it, so, yeah, I I just... I, I don't get it at all whatsoever. I know people are, you know, kind, kind of, you know, tune away from this or, you know, get, they don't like it, but it's a, it's something that needs to be discussed. And his name is relevant in the news. And at least, at least Steve Bashotti is being somewhat honest that they are looking at input from guys and saying, yes, this is a reason for it. At least he's being somewhat honest in that regard. So
1: Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Uh, a team that it seems like they want all the troublemakers, though, that would be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has had this domestic violence issue since last year that has yet to be resolved. Don't expect a decision this week about it. Uh, he's likely going to be suspended a game or two. He had that incident with a Dallas bar or at uh, a Dallas bar a couple weeks ago. Uh, nothing seems to be coming about with that. But the Cowboys last week. Uh, wide receiver lucky Whitehead was charged with you know with a theft in Virginia and it was a case of mistaken identity it turns out uh, the guy who was arrested. Provided Lucky Whitehead's name of all cowboys to pick. Why would you pick Lucky Whitehead? Would be the first one of the first questions that comes to my mind. But provided the the date of birth, the social security number, everything. So the police issued the warrant for him, and Lucky Whitehead's like, What? I didn't do anything. He finds out about this. The cowboys then cut him. This is a day after. Jerry Jones made an emotional plea about you know, about Ezekiel Elliott's situation, and you know me, I'm not going to cut a player for any, uh, you know, I I I back players to a fault. And Garrett, uh, Jason Garrett, the head coach, was like, you know what, this is a, you know, we got to hold players more accountable. Well, here's a guy who was a mis- case of mistaken identity. He was wrongfully charged with a crime. And the Cowboys release him. This is before that, like just a couple hours, and the police said, okay, hey, uh, this, is, this is not good. But the Cowboys have released him. They're, they're done with him. And meanwhile, you have Ezekiel Elliott, who's got far more serious situations, uh, you know, charges perhaps pending. You have a rookie cornerback who was uh, in Ann Arbor last week for uh, an assault charge that uh, he ended up not getting charged for, but still. Uh, already mentioned that the Cowboys had signed Greg Hardy, and Jerry Jones thought he was a real leader on the team. I mean, Jerry Jones going to the Hall of Fame, but, uh, I mean, he couldn't be further from from the truth here with all of this. Uh I, I just don't understand this at all. The Cowboys should be embarrassed for the way they handled the Lucky Whitehead situation, and they should be embarrassed with the way that they just keep promoting these these problem guys and it, it all comes down to talent. Ezekiel Elliott's really talented. Lucky Whitehead might not have even made the team, that's why he was expendable. But it it does not it is not a good look for the Cowboys. For the, for the Cowboys, and I would hope that fans would hold them accountable more, but you know they won't because the Cowboys can do no wrong with the star and, the, and what their fans think.
1: So we talked about this last week. There's a pecking order in the NFL. If you're in the position of a lucky whitehead, who's probably going to get cut anyway, and you do this, even though you didn't do anything, uh, you were falsely accused of doing a crime, you're going to get cut right away. No questions asked. If you're Ezekiel Elliott or Adrian Peterson or any other star player, um, they'll keep you forever. Um, Vikings, all of a sudden, get rid of Adrian Peterson two years too late because uh, it makes a, uh, it makes sense financially. He wanted too much money, and uh, he's too old, and he he's uh, used up his usefulness. So that's why he is gone, not because of other reasons. Um, but yeah, again, Ezekiel Elliott has done much worse. He'll be on the team. He'll continue to be on the team um, yeah, so another reason to not like or watch the NFL is this double standard. So,
0: yeah, I, but unfortunately, no one you know who's a fan of the Cowboys, at least that I've heard, or you know, is going to say, "Oh yeah, the, the Cowboys look foolish for this." They're going to just chalk it up like, "Hey, Elliot's not charged with anything. Lucky Whitehead was, and yeah, it sucks that he uh, that he it was a you know, case of mistake and identity, but." He wasn't good anyway. Probably wasn't going to make the team. That's that's going to be their whole justification for all this, and that's just sad. Uh, Again, Jason Garrett with his repeated comments about, "Oh, we did what uh, we thought was in the best interest of the Dallas Cowboys." Uh, We're moving forward here. All like Bill Belichick a couple years back, Uh, Jerry Jones with his emotional plea about Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, it, it just it's sad and embarrassing, and you know. Goodell won't do anything because Jerry Jones is one of his most vocal supporters. He's already pissed off one of the NFL's more influential owners in Robert Kraft. So uh, if I were the NFL, though, I'd I'd slap at least a two-game suspension on Ezekiel Elliott just for mere principle, if not more.
1: I I hope he is suspended. And uh, lucky Whitehead had three catches last year, so he really played. It's just a guy that's not even... He's probably not even good enough to be on a roster. So that's an easy call for them to get rid of a guy like that.
0: I think the New York Jets picked him up. And the, the Jets could use players. Good. I mean, so
1: Again, I, another example of them taking by picking up Lucky Whitehead for Christ's sake.
0: Yeah, so uh, so there you go. Those you are went the, to Baylor? did he go to Baylor? Did he went to Baylor? Uh, he might have. Yeah, let's let's take a look here at the old uh, where, where did Lucky I'm Whitehead? Sure,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure nothing happened to Lucky Whitehead when he was at Baylor. I'm sure nothing happened.
0: No, because nothing happened at Baylor. Just ask, ask Kenneth Starr. That's right. So, yeah, so so there you go. The the three things that uh, Florida Atlantic. Is that is that correct? He, the, he went to Florida Atlantic. Yeah, he did not. Uh, he did not go to Baylor. Lucky. You know? Lucky Whitehead. Apologies.
1: Apologies. All around.
0: Yeah, so so there there you go. Uh, yeah, he went to Florida Atlantic, and that was before Lane Kiffin got there. So, sure. so yeah, so those are the three things that uh, just kind of grind in my gears, and I know people will uh, kind of a big deal about nothing, especially the whole Callum Kaepernick situation. I haven't found hardly anyone of who who believes that, uh, you know, who is in agreement with either of us. But uh, so be it. Uh, that's all I got here on my docket. Uh, anything you would like to discuss?
1: I uh, Vikings signed a bunch of guys. That's good. Yes. Um,
0: How could I? Not
1: be? excited for the, not excited for the season. Uh, because I don't see any difference between this team and last year. Offensive line. I mean, they're not going to do anything if they don't fix this offensive line and uh, hey. Riley Reese is not that he's not the fix you know sounds like he got hurt today for whatever that's worth um got what what, what can happen I mean Jesus Christ I mean a very good team we know what the problem is fix it and they didn't and you I, know 10-11 you know, wins is what you're talking about I'm not talking you know 8-9-10 wins if every, I mean, they did well with uh, with the worst offensive line in football. Twins did well with the worst bullpen in baseball. Um, I don't see how they make the playoffs if this offensive line isn't better. And well, I don't see how the hell it is.
0: Well, again, Riley Reef has got to stay healthy. Mike Remmers, who they also got from the Carolina Panthers, he has to stay healthy. If, if as you mentioned, Reef went down, hopefully it's not a a serious injury because that plagued them uh, the, last year.
1: What are, I mean, what are the hell are the chances? Rarely does a team go a full year without somebody on the line getting hurt, let alone a couple of guys, and they and their depth is so atrocious. Why is T.J. Clemmings on this team? What the hell?
0: Yeah, um...
1: How, how bad I, he was... You couldn't, could you make the case he was the worst player in football last year? Because he oh, played yes. a lot. Yeah. And he was bad. Not the worst lineman, the worst player in football. He was as negative uh, towards his team as anybody. And man, if they're this team, God, what what a waste. What a goddamn waste.
0: Uh, it doesn't sound like it's anything too serious with Riley Reef. Um,. Yeah, he had never gotten injured before. Uh, they did uh, draft Eflin, uh, Pat Eflin, out of Ohio State, who's a combo guy. I mean, we'll see if Alex Boone can be better this year. They did uh, – I'll, I'll take a little umbrage with your with you saying that they didn't do anything because they did try and address the offensive line. Of course, they, they tried to get um, Osemele, I believe. Uh, I think he went to Oakland. He was a guard from, or a tackle from Baltimore. Uh, I think he they, did, they
1: signed Riley Reese. From what I'm looking at and from what I know, he's a below average player.
0: Yeah. He's in the I, bottom half of offensive tackle. You would have liked them to what? maybe sign uh, Taylor Decker, uh, who I believe is now with Detroit, but he got injured uh I mean you know maybe a TJ Lang from Green Bay I mean did we want another uh, scrap from the heap that is Green Bay I don't know uh like I say you need you need these guys to stay healthy but they did get Dalvin cook which is a huge uh, plus addition and they do have look La- Quan Treadwell who maybe can do something this year uh, so that's like a new addition to the offense I I I think things will be better this year, but it it's all stems about on that offensive line staying healthy. Uh, that is paramount. And we haven't even seen Latavius Murray get on the field yet. We don't know when we will because of his ankle surgery. Uh, so that's a concern. But regarding the moves that the Vikings made to, to sign Xavier Rhodes to a long-term deal, uh, they're talking about it with Anthony Barr. They're going to look at Linval Joseph. Uh, I mean, they already got Harrison Smith under contract, Everson Griffin under contract. They'll they'll for sure go after Daniil Hunter. Got to think Eric Kendricks is in line. The Vikings are doing what they can to keep this young defense together and up at the top of the league for years to come. So you just need the offense to be uh, competent. And it can be this year, I feel, provided that the offensive line stay healthy. That is without a doubt. And it... It sounds cliche, but given what happened last year, that's what that's what it all stems to this year. What it all boils down.
1: I look at I look at that missed field goal. That was a heartbreaker. I look at that five and zero start. I am so goddamn excited. Yep. They don't even make the goddamn playoffs. Uh, and I look at the same game It just continues to erode me. And as, as a fan of this team, it, it just gets old after a while. Uh, reading this thing on Mike Remmers here. He has plenty of starting experience, which is his best attributes. Remmers shouldn't be a starter. He could serve well as a top uh, backup tackle. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I just don't see any difference between this team and, and last year. Riley Reef, uh, Pro Football Focus, which I love. Adam at 46 out of 76. So that is Below not average. quite, not quite, uh, what, 76, so it's almost in the middle, not like a little under. And then Mike Remmer is just behind him at 47, so they have 46 and 47 for tackles, and Jeremiah Searles is at 48, so that's what you got a couple of uh, slightly below average tackles. Of course, well, it could TJ could was.
0: worse, though. I mean, you could have one really good guy and well, one shitty guy, so it, it, it could mm-hmm. be worse.
1: Well, TJ Clemens, he was uh, forty or seventy-five out of seventy-six. He was the second worst tackle, uh, according to them, last year. So maybe these guys will just be average. And I think if they're average, that'll be good enough. Like the Twins' bullpen, be average, be slightly below average. Don't be the worst.
0: Who was the, who was the tackle worse than Lodal or than uh, Clemmings last year?
1: He, he liked the twentieth worst. Some George Fant. From Seattle, and he looks like he played uh, mostly in the second half, from like week seven, week eight on. Uh, he played um, in. I mean, Seattle uh, just had a. From what I know, had a just a. Maybe the. they're the one team have a bad offensive line. Similar to that. Twins have a bad bullpen, but they're like a five hundred team. Washington has a terrible bullpen, but they're like one of the better teams. Vikings have a bad. Uh, they're like around five hundred. They have a bad offensive line. Seattle maybe a worse offensive line, but they're good enough to uh, to make the playoffs. So similar, similar there. And Clemens, of course, with injuries, and he basically played all year long. So that's uh, bad.
0: Yes, it is. We'll, we'll hope for the best. We'll see what happens here. Hall of Fame game this week. Hall of Fame speeches. Ladanian Tomlinson, Jerry Jones, Morton Anderson, among the. Uh, Kurt Warner, I believe, is the last to go. Uh, they are really? among the ones highlighting the Hall of Fame week in Canton this week. So,
1: uh, Hopefully, you know, there's going to be some offensive linemen that are cut here in the next month. Hopefully, the Vikings bring in a couple not Jake Long, not bullshit like this. Not guys that used to be good. Guys are still good. We're cut for whatever reasons. Um, there's a Anthony Barr article, which I found interesting. You see this.
0: I did not, no. Uh,
1: apparently, uh, he admitted last season that uh, his efforts oh. needs to improve. He said he could have played, Ye- yes, I- played a harder last year.
0: I-, I did see that on uh, on Pro Football Talk. I did see that.
1: Uh, search for an article. And uh, interesting to me that the greatest receiver we've ever seen gets burnt over the coals for saying basically the same thing. I try when I want to. Yep. And here's Anthony Barr who says the same thing. Uh, he is eff- I mean, your efforts. That's that's amazing to me. And uh, he sure as hell didn't play uh, all that well last year. So um, kind of, I mean, is this a guy you want to give a big money contract to? I'm not quite sure. A player. But uh, if you're not trying with Moss, he could have he could have tried a 50% he was still uh, 100% better than anybody else uh, Anthony Barr, uh, not not quite the case
0: yep uh, and this is the quote and, that and he had it's, it's, it said it starts with it, effort and picking that up that's a big emphasis for me for this offseason i feel good right now i don't know so i don't know just judging by that effort by that quote alone right. there It's not that he's saying like I I play when I want to. He just said I've seen plays where I should have or could have given more effort. So what's the difference? One is blatantly admitting to playing when he wants to. One is saying I should have given more effort on some of these plays looking back at least to me, but I agree with you with the general principle of it that yes, how come Randy Moss who is you know so much supremely more talented than Anthony Barr is at his position, how come he's not getting roasted Barr in this case, like Randy was, so I, I, I completely understand your point um, it, it may be how it's worded in which people don't have as big a problem with it, I'm just guessing I, I'm merely just uh, guessing on this one
1: and at the end it's it, it's not a story anybody's gonna bring up because he's Anthony Barr and I you know you I would watch games and people say you know this is gonna be one of the great young linebackers and he may be so um, you know he did he did great his first couple of years but last year was not good and um, yeah I, I doubt this gets brought, brought up because he's not um, nobody knows who Anthony Barr is so
0: very true Anything else, my friend?
1: I believe that should be it. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, this Trump stuff. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough. Every day. Every day. This is just... I I assume season two, maybe we're already into season two. uh, Maybe these are in six-month blocks. Uh, i say the best shows are about five, six seasons long. And um, I don't know when when, when the impeachment talk's going to begin... Uh, just the evidence continues to mount uh, maybe early next year Christmas maybe that's a Christmas present for me um, but uh, it, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be exciting I'm very very excited to see what's next Special on TV
0: the best people Grins. the best people the best we're bringing the best people yeah. into the he
1: would be so much he would be so much better if he didn't do anything if he didn't talk if he didn't tweet yeah if he literally if he literally didn't show up to work things and himself being so much less shit than he's in right now and believe me sir he is in some deep goddamn shit um it's very good
0: it is and uh the chaos will continue I, I still uh LaVar Ball's the most hated man in the in the country right now to me so. I, I hate Trump a little more. I, I can understand that. I can. Okay. But on that note, um, uh, by the way, uh, John was it John Jones won uh, U. Uh, yes, USC two fourteen yes. this week. He's called a. He wants Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar, you be the next one. How about another guy who's raged on steroids? Come there. That
1: be a big fight. Uh, I think it's going to happen December 30th. Uh, Could happen maybe early next year, in the first six months of next year. I hope it happens. I think it will happen. Uh, And if it does, uh, I'll be very excited for that.
0: Very true. All right, my friend, we will talk next week. It's August, it'll be college football here. Get excited. Yeah! We're excited. Get excited! All right, thank you, Crins. See you later, Travis Crins Joining us here, Sports Block Podcast. Uh, appreciate his time mm-hmm. and efforts as always. Again, I told you this. There are some things that we would be talking about. I know Colin Kaepernick is going to be the one that that everyone kind of focuses on because it's it, it's the most polarizing. He's the most polarizing athlete or individual to talk about who's worth a damn, other than, you know, because LeVar Ball isn't. Just he's not. Uh, But just the people who are so steadfast against him and don't want him to have another job or succeed or have an opportunity, and it just baffles me how they could probably cheer for a team that's got someone who's had multiple DUIs or, you know, domestic violence, incident, something, drug, drug use, anything. We're so focused and single-mindedly uh, on, on, uh, on a guy doing a peaceful, nonviolent demonstration who, that he's well within his rights to. But again, you're well within your rights to, 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 to say that Kaepernick shouldn't get a job. You just are wrong in, in the reason. I, I don't, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But in this one, until someone can give me that concrete evidence... It, it's just wrong. It really is. Uh, doing that, LeVar Ball, the Dallas Cowboys, MLB trade deadline. There's so much to get to. Hopefully you listened to this podcast um, and enjoyed it. You can always find the podcast online uh, on iTunes now. Just search the sports block. Uh, we also have, I'll have a link to it on Twitter. You can follow me at NDStack and otherwise on Facebook, NathanStack, and have that posted here middle part of the week. Uh, appreciate Travis Krenz's efforts as always. And joining us, uh, it's August now. College football, NFL, it's kicking off here soon. We'll have plenty to talk about with the college football here coming up in the next week or two. Also, the NFL the latter part of the month. And uh, Charlie Hildebrand will be coming, so that or will be will be making some appearances. So that's great. Uh, We'll see what we do with the uh, SDSU Sports Block uh, or the Sports Block Podcast SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. That will be making a return at least for the fall. We'll have some episodes I would guess in the winter but with baby stacking on the way. You never know how we're going to change things up here with the podcast and with the blog. Again, you can follow the blog uh, The Stack at stackattack.sportsblog.com Check that out. Thank you for listening and we hope you... Tune in again next week. Download us. Download the podcast on iTunes. Listen to us again. Uh, Nathan Sack and Enjoy your week. The will be back to talk with you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.